And joining me now, New York Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, the House Republican Conference Chair and the highest ranking woman in House leadership. I should note, Congresswoman, thanks for being here on this busy day. I'm just curious what it says to you about the U.S. that the Supreme Court is even hearing an argument like this about a former president and whether or not he, he violated the insurrectionist clause. Well, it shows that the left and the Democrat Party and Joe Biden's campaign, they know they're going to lose at the ballot box, which is why you're seeing lawfare, you're seeing witch hunt after witch hunt, court case out after court case, going after Joe Biden's top political opponent, which is Donald Trump. And today was a very bad day for Joe Biden. It was a very bad day uh, in court for the left. It was a very bad day for the Colorado bogus court case. It was a very good day for President Trump. And it was a good day for the Constitution and the American people. The American people are going to make this decision in November, not radical bureaucrats from the state of Colorado, not radical judges or far-left prosecutors. But even though it, it's Republican and independent voters who brought this lawsuit in Colorado, I mean, I think that's an important part of this as well. The, this is a witch hunt against President Trump, and it is not uh, a coincidence that it is while President Trump is skyrocketing in the polls. Meanwhile, we saw a disastrous day for Joe Biden. Joe Biden started this week plummeting in the polls, the weakest polling for a modern-day president, an incumbent president, and yet you saw a, a feeble mental acuity lacking in the president of the United States just today. So this is a horrible day. It's a disastrous day for Joe Biden. It's a winning day for Let's Donald Trump, and the Supreme Court case is moment. likely to have have multiple liberal justices that side with the conservative justices in this case, well, siding for the Constitution. So you think that the, the court here is going to rule and overturn the, the Supreme Court in Ab Colorado's decision? Absolutely. And you heard questions, whether it was from Justice Elena Kagan, you heard multiple questions uh, from the liberal justices who are likely, I believe, this could be a 9-0, an 8-1, or a 7-2 case. So the next thing that the Supreme Court could potentially take up is the question of Donald Trump's argument, his assertion of presidential immunity. If you trust the Supreme court's decision on the 14th Amendment, will you accept what they decide on presidential immunity as well? Well, certainly, I will have something to say when the court makes that decision. Um, but I already have put out a public statement. Uh, of course, the president has presidential immunity. You can't handcuff a sitting president of the United States for future presidents to go after them. It would not allow them to do their job in their official capacity. So that was a wrong-headed decision. I expect the Supreme Court will, over will overturn that as well. The appeals court decision. Yes. Does that extend to President Biden? Do you think that he can do whatever and not get prosecuted as well? Well, that's what the Trump campaign put out. They said this is a very slippery slope because it means that if you're of an opposing party that you could go after your predecessor based upon policy disagreements or official acts. So that's why this is so egregious. And the reality is, Caitlin, the issues that the American people are concerned about, they're concerned about the border, they're concerned about the inflation crisis, they're concerned about the lack of leadership from the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden. That's why they're going to make the decision to vote for President Trump at the polls. And that's why you're seeing, despite law lawsuit after lawsuit, President Trump's numbers continue to go up because this is not a fair justice system right now. You see the justice system being weaponized against Joe Biden's top political opponent, and that's Donald Trump. I think the scathing report, though, that came out today that you referenced on President Biden's handling of documents would suggest that it's not weaponized because it was it was quite brutal in its assessment. But if he had it's been charged, prosecution, if Caitlin. he had been charged, would you would you make the argument that he shouldn't have been charged because well, he has presidential immunity? Well, first of all, immunity? if you look at what the special counsel said, it was a willful, uh, willfully not 
abiding by rules when it comes to classified information, willfully breaking the law. And the only reason they're not pursuing prosecution is because of the lack of mental acuity of the President of the United States. And this disastrous press conference... But it's also because they cooperated. No, so no, do you agree it's specifically, have, because, having classified documents it's specifically because of the mental acuity. That was pointed out in the document. That's why you saw a panicked White House forced out a doddering, unfit President of the United States for a disastrous press conference to try to clean it up. And it only did more damage. The reality, Caitlin, is Donald Trump is going to win this November and Democrats are spiraling out of control because they see that Joe Biden continues to plummet. His polls are going to go down much further tomorrow based upon that horrific press conference today and its selective prosecution. The fact that it's not even a slap on the wrist when the prosecutor himself, the special it's counsel a himself, on the wrist. But it don't is you, not a slap don't on the wrist when they specifically say Trump, we're not pursuing that prosecution. But they talked, you know, a big part of this is that President Biden went and sat down with them for two days, uh, over the course of two days. Obviously, that's the interview that you're talking about uh, where, where they talked about his age. Donald Trump hasn't cooperated. Don't you just think if he had cooperated, he could be hunt. in the same this situation? This is at the behest of Joe Biden. But if he had cooperated, exactly. don't you no, think no, no. he could be in the First same First of all, there is a difference here. Biden? President Trump has, according to the Presidential Records Act, he has dis declassification authorities. Joe Biden does not have that when he was Vice President of the United States. Joe Biden also had classified documents when he was a sitting senator. That does not it is, that is not covered by the Presidential Records Act. So to say... I've read the Presidential Records Act. It also doesn't give Trump the authority to just take documents and keep them in a ball. This was a Mar raid on Mar-a-Lago, Caitlin, versus working with Joe Biden and saying he willfully broke the law but refusing to prosecute. But it that's is selective my point. prosecution. That's it is my selective point because prosecution. Trump did not hand over the documents no, for more than a year. Jim Trusty could tell you from that. The DOJ, just, from that Joe team. Biden's DOJ, ordered by Merrick Garland not to prosecute against Joe Biden, even though it specifically found that he willfully broke the law. It was an and independent special counsel. And on top of that, the reason, the reason why they're not prosecuting is because they say he's mentally unfit to put in front, uh, to, to pursue that. That is unheard of, and it is selective prosecution. And it's why people inherently know across this country, if your last name happens to be Biden or Clinton, you get to live by a different set of rules than everyday average Americans. I think Hunter Biden would disagree with that. And I will note, Robert Hunter Kerr Biden got a sweetheart deal. Let's talk about he's that. He's been indicted Let's by the, more about no, the no. corruption of the Biden Hunter Biden family. was indicted, and he's got a special counsel. This was a special counsel. And then got a sweetheart decision. deal from Joe Biden's I wanna, DOJ. I want to talk about you because I think, you know, in a lot of your public appearances and your public comments and, you know, the resolutions that Republicans are introducing on Capitol Hill that you're a part of, uh, people want to know if you're auditioning to be Donald Trump's vice president. Have you handed over any documents or been a part of any vetting process with the Trump team yet regarding that? I'm proud to be one of the top surrogates for President Trump. Um, I voted for President Trump in 2016. I was proud to work with him. I've worked with him on his impeachment defense team when the, the first witch hunt started against him, perpetrated by the Democrats and Adam Schiff. Uh, and I'm proud to be a top surrogate. I would proud to serve in a future Trump administration, but we have a lot to do. I have a lot of responsibility as the House Republican Conference Chair, and most importantly, as the representative for New York's 21st Congressional District, giving them a seat at the highest level. And we're focused on the issues that matter to the American people, the border crisis, which is raging across our country. House Republicans passed a border security bill. Joe Biden has failed. In fact, he has caused this border crisis. Well, also, I mean, the Republicans in the we Senate... We passed a border bill. Right, one that was never going to pass a Democratic We passed a border bill, and you Senate, and I both and know how difficult it has been historically for a border yes, bill to come together. Yes, we just saw what happened with Republicans on Capitol Hill. But we got it done. House Republicans passed on, a border bill that Joe Biden opposed. I want Caitlin. to talk about the, the Biden vice border crisis is because yeah, of Joe Biden's executive because action. HR2 passed, a Democratic president. And, a, and Joe Biden opposed that. 
Right, because it was Trump era immigration The reason why policies, he opposed but... it is because he wants a wide open border, which is what his executive actions cause. Well, he said he was that willing to, why... to shut the border down, but and he has the executive authority to do so. He has the executive authority to do so. The the authority you're getting to off do topic. So. No, I'm not. Uh, I'd like to return to my question. I'm not allowing you to just say something that's president. factually not true. He has the executive authority right now to end catch and release. He has the executive authority right now and to Congress close the border. And Congress has the ability to pass legislation. And we did. And let's talk about the vice presidency, because you just said that you would be willing to serve in a Trump administration. Had you been vice president on January 6, 2021, what would you have done? I stood up for the Constitution. I believe no, it was an unconstitutional... what would you have done if you were vice president? I would day. not have done what Mike Pence did. I don't think that was the right approach. I specifically uh, stand by what I said on the House floor, and uh, I stand by my statement, which was there so was you unconstitutional the overreach. Votes. There was unconstitutional unconst overreach in states like Pennsylvania, and uh, I think it's very important that we continue to stand up for the Constitution and have legal and secure elections, which we did not have in 2020. And m the tens of millions of Americans agree with me, Caitlin. Well, the, I would say the Supreme Court in the state of Pennsylvania said that that Republican passed changes to their law w was constitutional. But it, it's notable to hear you say, given you're in the running to be the vice president, that you would have rejected those votes. Come this election, when Vice President Harris is in that position, would you be okay if she rejected the votes if Donald Trump wins? L listen, we need to make sure the election is constitutional and legal. We're talking about Democrats. Legal. It was not, Caitlin. It was unconstitutional when there was circumventing state legislatures unilaterally changing election law. I stand by my statement on the House floor. And again, tens of millions of Americans agree with that statement and have questions about the validity because and legality. Because Republicans are so in doubt about the election. No, no, no. About, because the American people have rightful questions on the constitutionality. Because Republicans are and so let me, in doubt let me it. say this for you. When it comes to this election, we are seeing the Democrats trying to remove President Trump from the ballot. That is not constitutional. That is not a legal and safe, secure election. That's literally what's being discussed at the Supreme Court today because radical leftists can't stand the fact that Donald Trump continues to skyrocket in the polls and Joe Biden continues to plummet. Let and when you get outside of CNN, that. if you get outside of CNN and talk to hardworking American people, like in my district, like across this country, they want to see new leadership in President Trump. And that's but why he's I, going to win. You deleted a, a statement that was on your website recently calling January 6th a tragic day. Why, why was it deleted, though? I, I have all my public statements from the current Congress. You can access all of my previous public statements. From but why was it deleted from your website? I only have the press releases from this current Congress. All of those statements are available since I was elected on multiple social media accounts, and you can access it there. Just so like it wasn't a retraction can. of what you said? I have every... No, certainly not. I have press releases for this current Congress, and the reality is you as a journalist can go through all of my official social media accounts and find all of my previous statements. The last thing I have to ask you about is... You've referred to the January 6th defendants as hostages. As someone who was in Israel for several weeks after October 7th and met with families of real hostages, don't you find that offensive? I've given those family members of hostages in Israel. We've hosted them at, uh, among House Republicans, and we continue to stand up to make sure Israel has the right to defend itself. And Caitlin, you should be condemning the fact that the President of the United States called into question Israel at his press conference today. Meanwhile, he misunderstood and confused the President of Egypt with the President of Mexico. But I will continue to stand up for Israel's uh, right to defend itself. And yet you have a President of the United States who issued a veto threat. I stand by my statement there, and what people are seeing 
is an unequal Department of Justice where, on one hand, you have BLM violent You're rioters not who are not prosecuting. You're going off who topic. are not prosecuting. You have BLM violent uh, rioters who are not being prosecuted by the DOJ, and you have nonviolent individuals who were in the Capitol on January 6th but did not commit violent acts who are being prosecuted by the DOJ, being held. That is inherent, you draw inherently un-American. That's draw inherently un-American. In the criminal defendants and, and the people who were raped and kidnapped into Gaza. I draw I draw a distinction by the DOJ, the fact that they refuse to prosecute violent rioters during BLM, and yet they have an unequal set of rules and go after nonviolent individuals on January 6th. CNN continues to struggle because you continue to fail to understand the American people's frustration with this two-tiered set of justice in this country. I don't think that has to do with calling the criminal defense It has to do hostages. with a lot more than that, but that's one aspect Congresswoman of it. Congresswoman Elise Stavonik, thanks for your time tonight. Caitlin, thank you so much.